Hello, and welcome to episode 5 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings, to reported alien cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we'll cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I'm Jasmine. Hello. Yay, hello. Once again. How are you, Jasmine? I'm... I'm good, thank you. I've I've had a hell of a week at work this week. Um, I don't I don't know what it is, but every time I take time off and I come come back to work, I swear it's a myth that you're meant to feel refreshed because mm. I just feel more sick of my job every time I leave for any period of time. Um, yeah, and I took a very nice, comfortable week off last week. So Yay. this week's been a bit of struggle. <laughs> oh no. But, you know, it's all good. How about you? Well, as as I've already told you, I've had food poisoning. (laughs) So I'm sorry that this episode is a bit bit later than it should Mm, have been. But um, this is the first time I've actually gone out of bed. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. You'll be okay, Catty. There's nothing like a bit of spooky storytelling to make you feel better in the month of Halloween. yeah. That's what I always say. Yeah, yeah. So um, (laughs) before we begin, I would just love to say a massive thank you to Emma, Dan and Tiny Bim, who host the incredible podcast Real Life Ghost Stories, which I've actually been listening to for ages, um, because they played our promo on their um, mini episode this week. Um, They're always so lovely whenever I speak to them. we feel incredibly privileged and absolutely adore them. So if you're one of their listeners who is now here because of them, welcome, thank you, and we hope you enjoy. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very Yay. much. Okay, so moving on. Mm-hmm. What do you have for us this week, Kat? So for this week, I have The Curse of Utsi the Iceman. Nice. <laughs> I didn't so, know there was a curse. I've 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 heard of him. Oh. So it's it's mummy. people people related to his discovery. And okay. um, they're tragic. I was gonna be like <laughs> I was gonna be like people related to him, so there's more than one mummy. <laughs> now that would be fun. Yeah. Like a little ice mummy family. Mm. But yeah. So okay. my sources for this are of course Wikipedia. Um, theparanormalguide.com, The Guardian, The Independent.co.uk, and Ranker.com. Yay. So, Utsi the Iceman is Europe's oldest known natural human mummy, having lived between 3400 and 3100 BCE. The mummy was found on the 19th of September 1991 by two German hikers in the Utztal Alps on the border between Austria and Italy, hence the name Utzi. Because Utzi was covered in ice quickly after his death, his body was so well preserved when found that the hikers actually believed he was a recently deceased mountaineer. When the body was examined, his stomach still contained partially digestive food, including ibex, wild goat meat, suggesting he had eaten less than two hours before his death. Okay, so I'm already getting some big alarm bells ringing. Um, I believe the number one protocol when you find a mummy is leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I mean, if there's one thing Brendan Fraser taught me yes, in The Mummy, yeah. that, that those seminal films, um, it's leave leave the dead bodies alone, yeah. kids. I mean, in all you fairness, know? they did think that it was like someone who just died. And if I died on a but mountain, still. I would kind of like someone to maybe... Nah, leave bring... me there. Let me just become part of the mountain. Okay. Become one with the nature. Mm-hmm. That's what's meant to happen after all. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, see, this is this is their first mistake. Mm-hmm. Leave shit where it be. Yes. <laughs> so it is estimated that at the time of his death, Utsi was 160 centimetres, 5 foot 3 inches tall, weighed around 50 kilograms, 110 pounds, and was about 45 years old. His levels of both copper particles and arsenic found in Utsi's hair along with the 99.7% pure copper blade of an axe found with him, indicates that he may have been involved in copper smelting. Scientists also determined from his bones that his lifestyle included long walks over hilly terrain, so it's possible that he may have been a high-altitude shepherd. (laughs) This just sounds like a dating profile. (laughs) Hi guys, my name is Etsy. I enjoy long walks on the terrain, herding sheep and... Putting arsenic in my hair. (laughs) Follow me on Instagram. He also had a total of 61 tattoos, consisting of 19 groups of black lines all over his body, including along both sides of his spine, behind his right knee, on his right ankle, and around his left wrist, which experts believe was a form of pain relief, like acupressure or acupuncture, as radiological examination of his bones showed signs of damage from age or strain on the tattooed areas. That's weird. And the ink was made from ash or soot. So, um, (laughs) it's kind of amazing that that didn't get infected and kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's where all the arsenic came from, Mm. shit. Like, they could have put something in the tattoo ink if they put soot in there. So I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. So um, one thing, this stood out to me as being really, really creepy, was in May 2012, scientists found that Utsi still had intact blood cells, which had the same dimensions as living red blood cells and resembled a modern day sample, whereas blood cells normally shrink or completely break down. Ew. Yeah, I don't know why that freaked me out so much, but it really, really did. Ew, Christ. Mm. Either either those mountains are hella good fridges or yeah, that's pretty fucked yeah, up. Maybe it's he's weird. a vampire. <laughs> oh, it's a vampire mummy. Yeah. Crossover. The crossover we all deserve. <laughs> vampire diaries with Utsi the Iceman. <laughs> so Utsi was initially believed to have died from exposure during a winter storm. However, a 2001 X-ray and CT scan revealed an arrowhead found lodged in his left shoulder, which would have been a fatal wound, and would most likely be fatal even with modern medicine. Further examination showed that the arrow's shaft had been removed before death, and there were bruises and deep cuts on Otzi's hands, wrists and chest, some of which even went down to the bone, as well as trauma to the head suggesting he'd been hit. Utsi had been murdered. Damn! So now we have a vampire mummy Iceman <laughs> who has actually been murdered. Mm. Holy shit. I guess it takes a lot to kill a vampire, but who would have known that ice is the weapon? Shit. DNA analysis revealed traces of blood from at least four other people on his belongings. 
one from his knife, two from a single arrowhead, and a fourth from his coat. Interpretations of these findings were that Otzi fought with his attackers and killed two people with the same arrow, which he was able to retrieve and reuse, and the blood on his coat may have been from a wounded comrade. I like the use of the word comrade because it makes him seem like a communist. Comrade. Yes, so now we have a communist vampire ice mummy who was murdered and also murdered other people. So this is this might be one of your most layered finds yet, Catherine. I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Whether it was due to the tragic circumstances surrounding his death or the disturbance of his body that had lay untouched for over 5,000 years. Many have claimed that a curse has befallen some of those who have come into close contact with Utsi the Iceman. There have been a number of mysterious and accidental deaths attributed to this curse. The first death is said to have been that of forensic pathologist Rainier Hen, 64, who placed Utsi in a body bag with his bare hands after he had been excavated. His bare Which... hands, not his human hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there are there are like pictures of it and and video and stuff, and it's re- it's really weird. I don't know why you would not wear gloves, but I mean, okay. it was the nineties. No one used protection mm. back then, in any way. So <laughs> that's how you were born. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <Sorry. laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> No, no, I don't think either of our mothers listen to this. <laughs> yeah, no, my mum can do yeah. They say they're going to, they never do. My mum's just had her, her hair done and she can't be bothered to sit and listen to a podcast. Mm. But thanks anyway, mother. <laughs> Anywho, bare hands. So, Rainier Hen died instantly in a head-on collision when he was on his way to a conference where he was supposed to give a presentation about his work on Utsi. The next death was that of Kurt Fritz, 52, who was the original mountain guide that led officials to the body and was apparently the first person to uncover Utzi's face. He died in an avalanche, the only one of his party to be hit by falling rocks. Mm. The third potential victim of the curse was journalist Rainier Holtz, 47, who was the only person allowed to film the recovery of the Iceman and compiled his footage into an hour-long documentary, and died of a brain tumour shortly after finishing it. Perhaps the most bizarre and mysterious death attributed to the curse was that of one of the German hikers who discovered Utzi's remains, Helmut Simon, 67, who met a similar fate to his famous find. Simon disappeared during a freak blizzard while on a mountain hike, barely a hundred miles away from where he discovered Utzi, and was found dead eight days later in a stream, the victim of a 300-foot fall. Local newspapers recorded that his body was found frozen under a sheet of snow and ice. Dieter Warneck, 45, the man who headed the rescue team that searched for the missing Simon, also died of a heart attack shortly after. So, but, oh, so now it's like he's like killing people. Oh, because he <laughs> killed people before, didn't he? Damn, he's a snaky bitch. Mm. I'm just going Ooh. to apologise for my German pronunciation right now. <laughs> uh, it's okay. These names are these names are difficult. Our grandfather spoke German. We should have asked him to teach us. Mm. 
The next death was Conrad Spindler, 66, who was head of the Iceman investigation team at Innsbruck University, who died from complications from multiple sclerosis. Spindler had been aware of the curse theory, built around the superstition that the Iceman was angry at having been disturbed after 53 centuries, and used to joke, the next victim could be me. And there you have it, folks. You should never be a smartass. Because <laughs> it really could be. Jesus Christ. The final death linked to the Iceman curse was that of Tom Loy, 63, who insisted that he did not believe in curses and that it was all pure, wild speculation. Tom Loy, a molecular archaeologist, made groundbreaking DNA analysis while examining the weapons and clothing found with the Iceman and was the one to discover the different blood samples on his belongings. He was diagnosed with a rare blood disease shortly after he began work on the Iceman, which took his life within the next few years, just as he was on the brink of completing a book about his scientific research on Utsi. Whether these deaths were actually the results of a vengeful ancient ice mummy's curse, or simply strange coincidences and superstition, the death and tragedy surrounding Utsi the Iceman and those who worked closely with his remains is definitely spooky. Mm. Yeah, this is a good one. Like, you always see those things where it's like, this thing is cursed, and all of the, like, all of the deaths seem really sort of unrelated, Mm. but quite a lot of this seems oddly, like, similar. Like, the whole, the guy that found the blood dying of a blood disease. and, And then the guy falling to his death and freezing in a lake. Hmm. Yeah, it seems that, and, like, I thought the one on the way to the conference where he was going to speak about his findings was really creepy. Yes, and the similar with the other guy, the Tom guy, who was going to publish a book about his findings, Mm. and then suddenly, oh, he's gone. (laughs) Where is she? Um, Yeah, Jesus. This guy really did not want his sleep to be disrupted, you know. Yeah, but after, like, over 5,000 years... He was tired. He'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, I would be the same. I'm the same now if anyone wakes me up. I'm like, you're going to fucking die. <laughs> okay. So I can completely, I feel like Utzi is the ultimate petty king. Because he didn't only get angry, he killed everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Poor guy. No. Jesus. Very cool. God, I love science. I find it so creepy, though, how we can actually do that kind of discovery like how that's even possible is so interesting to me so so interesting oh god you wrote speaking of mummies um (laughs) because uh do you remember so there was a tv show in the uk a few years ago (gasps) called mummifying (laughs) alan (laughs) and me and catty were entranced by this we were and it was such a good series it was like a four-part series and um, and it was this guy called Alan, naturally, who had agreed before his death <laughs> to donate his body to be mummified according to the ancient Egyptians. And it was just so creepy. It was. What it they was did so was, freaky. It had it him, was, like, talking so about yes, his own mummification. <laughs> yes, <laughs> over images of his dead body. And he's like, oh, I would have liked to be this, you know, this and that. And, oh, yeah. And he was like, a he lovely was really northern, northern chap. <laughs> yeah. Very nice, friendly northern man. Probably was like a chippy owner or paper man. He was a very nice, simple dude. <laughs> These classic northern jobs. 
<laughs> I'm just I'm just going off of like my friends' parents' yeah. jobs when I went to boarding school in Cumbria. Okay, everyone seemed to be a chippy owner or a postman or builder, but but yeah, it was that was so good. I've always wanted to find and rewatch that because yeah. it was a really good documentary. It was, and very creepy. Because mm. um, it was oh, and I yes I I, I remember. Um, at the end of it, like they had all these interviews with his wife. Oh God, gosh, the BBC is a fucked up place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But no, or maybe we, it was Channel Four. We, lo- we loved it. Yeah. Yes, it was fantastic. So if you guys can find a link for it, please, please give me a link because <laughs> I've been desperate to find it and I can't find it anywhere. So yes. Okay. <sighs> that was that was a good one. So that, that brings us to the end of the episode. Ta-da! Thank you so much for listening and we hope to have you back for next week's episode. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail.com and also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Girls Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter at Spooky Gals Pod and on Instagram at Spooky Gals Podcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygals. And from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time. Stay spooky. Goodbye! Bye Nice. Now I really want to watch Mummifying Alan. (laughs) I really want to watch it now. (laughs)